0: Welcome to the Heart and Soul Wellness Podcast, where we inspire women by teaching applicable skills and tools and assisting them with connecting with one another, healing and aspiring to their highest selves so they can reach their full potential. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's an honor to be with you. Um, I am really excited about this topic today. So our topic is tuning to your inner voice and the gift of compassion and gratitude. So we're going to be talking a lot about a gratitude practice, as well as ways to be more compassionate with yourself, which is something that I just feel like we all need more of in life. And it just creates so much richness and joy in our life. And we're able to utilize this to the full extent possible. So... I'm going to start off with a quote by Buddha, you yourself, as much as anybody in the entire universe deserve your love and affection. So what I really want to talk a lot about today is the difference between shame and guilt, but also um, what compassionate self-talk looks like. So it's incredible the effect that our thoughts have on our body, mind, and spirit. Um, When we start talking negatively about ourselves, it affects our mental health, it affects our physical health, it affects our energy levels, it affects um, our mentality of what we think that we can accomplish in a day and can have just really destructive effects on our body, mind, and spirit. And so today, what I really want to talk about is like, ways you can protect yourself from uh, shaming thoughts and negative self-talk and things that you can do to help that. If that's something you're dealing with on a daily basis and it is like something that you're constantly battling with, I just want you to know you're not alone. We all are working through this and it's just a matter of practice. The only way to get better at something is by practicing it. And so by practicing more compassion, you're going to get better at more compassion And then watching your thoughts and observing your thoughts. If you're finding yourself stuck in shame and that's your pattern and that's your go-to and you're continuing in that, then it's time to look at an adjustment or a correction that's going to help you with feeling better about yourself. So, um, and I also want to acknowledge that with major depressive disorder, if that's something that you're struggling with, um, negative thoughts, criticism, Thoughts of worthlessness often are part of major depressive disorder. And when we're looking at somebody, when you're looking at something that you're struggling with in terms of a mental health disorder, we always want to look at trauma. We always want to look at, well, what's the root cause of that? Like if that's something I'm struggling with now, is there a reason for that? Am I repeating a negative thought pattern that, or, um, Maybe, am I hearing a critical voice that I heard in the past? Is it related to abuse? Is it related to trauma? So, by understanding where it comes from, it gives us some insight into what we can do about it and how we can live more abundantly in the present moment. And so, I'm really big with compassion. Compassion is like medicine for the soul. It just helps so much with the shaming thoughts and like the critical thoughts and negative thoughts that we often find ourselves in. And again, it's a practice, but it will, um, it will aid you significantly in gaining more insight and then coming to more acceptance with yourself. Okay. So first let's talk about negative self-talk. So um, negative self-talk is very blaming. It's harsh. It's prevents change and it keeps us in a stuck pattern. Why does it keep us in a stuck pattern? Well, we have to talk about the shame cycle. So oftentimes like we'll have a trigger and then we might have a, a, our first thought, our first negative thought. Okay. It could be like, why did I do that? Okay. And that could lead us into, I'm worthless. Like I'm a failure. And that could even lead us into suicidal ideation. That looks like, you know, I I need to end my life because I don't have a reason to continue to live. This is the shame cycle. The shame cycle often starts again with a trigger. Then there's sometimes there's a thought and then oftentimes a behavior in order to cope with those thoughts. Sometimes, Um, People engage in coping skills like um, addiction, addictive behaviors, um, other things that help them with managing that incredible sense of shame that they feel. And it's something that we see constant in our culture, and there's no shame with that. It's It's a coping skill that people are engaging in to try to manage this. But unfortunately, it often leads to just even more destructive behaviors. And so we want to think about ways to help you with um, finding things that are going to be more helpful to you so that you can feel more whole and connected as a person. So um, the other thing to know about harsh self-talk is that it ignores the self. So your whole self, like you as a whole person, it ignores that, that part of you, that wholeness in you, I should say. And the other thing is that it is easy because it's a pattern that's been established over a period of time. And so your brain is very good with picking up on patterns. This is why habits are difficult to break. It's like you were in this pattern and it continues and it continues and it continues. So in order to break a pattern, we have to put a lot of effort into the change process. Change is not easy. It's hard work. It's, it is difficult, but it leads to um, more success and it leads to better outcomes. Okay, so compassionate self-talk is loving, it's understanding, it promotes change, it listens to the self, and it is difficult. Okay, so if you think about it like this, like, okay, let's say that uh, you're at work and your boss triggers you, and so... They may say something about something you were working on, and then you may go into a story about what that means, like a narrative about what that means about you as a person. You know, maybe you had a harsh or critical father or mother, and then this sends you into a lot of negative thinking and uh, feelings of being a failure and worthlessness. And so when that narrative happens... um, It will lead you again into that shame cycle. Now, if you want to interrupt that shame cycle, what you do is you think the first time you have that thought, okay, you, you stop. You literally stop right where you're at as soon as you're aware of it and just notice it. Okay. Notice what you're feeling, where you're feeling it in your body. And if you can journal, you want to journal about it. Because it's going to give you more understanding and clarity and awareness into um, basically the trigger and, and more about the trigger. Um, then a compassionate exercise, once you are aware of it, can be very helpful. Something like, um, well, if I was to understand this and be loving in this situation, how could I talk to myself So I'm going to talk to you about a couple of ways to do this. So first thing is compassion promotes growth while harshness prevents growth. You may think that harshness is true or that it's a way of taking responsibility and yelling at yourself will change the behavior, but self-hatred is a cheap trick, an illusion. It's a psychological defense that prevents growth. It's a destructive habit that is all too easy to do. Research shows that punishment does not change behavior in the long term. Praise and understanding do. No matter what you have done, you can take responsibility without beating yourself up. Compassion means searching with an open, non-judgmental mind into what happened. Okay, so again, like that understanding of, okay, like, let me take a minute and really try to understand why I did this thing you know, regardless of what it is, um, if it's beating yourself up, or if there was a behavior that came as a result of that, you know, like using a substance or engaging in something else that um, takes you out of alignment of where you want to be. It's just an opportunity to listen and understand, okay, why, um, let me understand why I engaged in this behavior. So, so understanding and acknowledgement, um, No matter what you have done, you can take responsibility for it without beating yourself up. Compassion means searching with an open non-judgmental mind into what happens. If compassion is not familiar because you did not learn it when you were growing up, it will feel difficult. You may need to practice it over and over and over and over and over again. And even when you feel like you're making progress, something may come up and then you will have to practice it over and over and over again. This is the art of healing. The art of healing means that we take daily um, steps and skills and efforts into changing behavior that it will not happen just on its own as much as we would like for that to happen. Unfortunately, it takes a lot of work. So again, we're talking about this piece of accountability okay, and integrity. So we can take accountability for our behaviors without thinking that we are worthless because of them or that there's something wrong with them because of those behaviors. When people do what they do, there is a reason behind that behavior. And so instead of beating yourself up or thinking that you're a bad person, there's a way of saying, okay, I can try better next time or I can work on this thing. Okay. So a couple of questions I have for you is what does your harsh self-talk sound like? What does your compassionate self-talk sound like? When you are harsh with yourself, does it keep you stuck in old behaviors? And is it easier for you to be harsh with yourself than compassionate with yourself? If you are answering yes, that it's easier to be harsh with yourself, then there's something that needs to be understood and acknowledged. Okay, so and identifying a pattern. One thing that you can do, for example, is if you have people in your life that are critical or judgmental of you. One, you can notice the source, but also you can take a break from toxic relationships or end toxic relationships. Giving yourself permission to end relationships that are destructive to your emotional health is a very healthy choice to make. Um, Okay, here are some other questions you can ask yourself. If I loved myself, what would I say to myself right now? If I were really listening to my deepest needs, what would I say to myself? Try to explore the reasons behind your underlying actions. Use kinder language, find a softer way to talk to yourself. For example, I'm a failure, is harsh, well, I've suffered a lot, and my progress may be slower, is kind. So, again, coming back to this idea of patience with ourselves, you know, we don't expect. babies and toddlers to start walking and doing all these things immediately when a when a toddler is learning to walk they fall down and then they have to get back up and then they keep on trying so we have to be that kind to ourselves with that too it's like you know it's it may take time to uh, learn a new behavior and if you've had toxic parents And you haven't had that grounding and that foundation that you've needed, then it's going to take even more patience because it's going to take more time to learn things and to reparent yourself. Okay. So experiment with compassion, even for a few minutes. If it feels very difficult, you may want to try thought stopping for a few moments. I like to imagine a stop sign right in front of me. And then you literally stop. You don't move a muscle. You give your mind a moment to get back on, back online. Okay. And so you allow your, your mind a moment to get back online. And then you, it gives yourself enough space to actually make a different choice. That's going to be more, more healing and more compassionate. Um, so thinking about areas that you need more. Compassion, more non judgmental awareness, and then bringing more compassion, softer language, um, kindness, generosity, thinking about these things and ways that you can actually practice them. Remember, it's important to acknowledge what your shame triggers are, whether it's body image, whether it's relationships, whatever it may be. Think about what your shame triggers are. And then I want you to actually write down compassionate things you're going to say to yourself when those triggers come up. This is a way of preparing for those situations instead of waiting for those situations and then hoping you're going to be able to get through them. This is a way of giving yourself the space in advance to be able to acknowledge how you're going to handle that situation when it arrives. Okay, so I'm going to tie this into mindfulness because I believe that mindfulness and meditation is one of the best ways that we can really integrate this and we can really integrate self-compassion and awareness. Okay, so mindfulness means um, that we commit fully to each moment to be present, inviting ourselves to interface with this moment in full awareness With the intention to embody the best we can, calmness, mindfulness, equanimity, right here and right now. This is by John Kabat-Zinn. Okay. So, shame prevents us from being able to move forward and reach our full potential. It limits us because it stops us. We don't move forward. We don't grow when we are stuck in shame. It's harmful to our psyche and ultimately triggers symptoms of depression and PTSD and trauma responses in the body. Okay, so why does it trigger PTSD? Well, so if you had, um, if you have a history of trauma, um, people in your life who have been not kind to you or parents who uh, were not kind out of their own feelings of uh, a lack of self-worth, um, it, it triggers some of those same responses that have been learned. And with PTSD, as we know, um, it shows up in a variety of different ways. I'm actually going to go over today some of the long-term effects of PTSD so that you can acknowledge those. I think it's going to help with being able to integrate this compassion fully. So we'll come back to that. But um, it does bring up trauma responses in the body so Mindfulness, stopping and being mindful and aware of what's happening in your body and in your mind are really important with bringing in that mind-body connection, because when we are disconnected from our body and our mind, they are not working together. And so um, all of the research shows that real healing happens when we can utilize this mind-body connection. That's why activities such as yoga, dance, uh, meditation, mindfulness, art, um, art therapy, all of these things are incredibly healing. And there's a lot of research that backs up the healing capacities that this has in the brain when we engage in these activities. Okay, so let's talk about um, gratitude, but also compassion. So, I, okay. And when I, when I say this, I know that there's a lot out there about toxic positivity. And so what I want to explain is the difference. Okay. So gratitude and, um, compassion are not about saying everything's okay and we're going to cover it up. No, that's not what that's about. What compassion is about is actually acknowledging what's there. It's actually, Accepting what is there, and then, um, and then it gives us a choice. It gives us a choice to respond differently, okay? Instead of an old pattern. So, um, the definition actually of um, compassion is the quality of being thankful, readiness to show re- appreciation for, and return kindness. So compassion is this generosity that we feel for ourselves and then can give to others. It's not the other way around. It's not like, Oh, if I just keep on giving to other people, then I'm going to feel better. That's, that's actually not true. (laughs) A lot of people think that's true. That's actually not true. Um, If you have an empty cup and you're always giving to other people and you're not able to return the compassion to yourself, you're going to be very depleted. So um, that, that is a misconception that's out there and, um, and it's, it's, it, doesn't, it doesn't lead to a greater, uh, greater sense of self. And so to create wholeness, we actually do have to consider ourselves. You know, we have to consider the things that we need, uh, what our deepest needs are, and respond to those in a loving, kind, and compassionate way. Okay. So ways to increase gratitude compassion and befriend our life experiences some of the ways that we can do this is by really considering what has life taught you so what is it that you have experienced in life that um, has been difficult or hard and what have you learned from it what um, strengths have you gained from your experiences what what has come from that what is the beauty that has come from being through different Very difficult things. And when I say that, like I'm not saying that, um, oh, you went through something so hard, like you should just feel like that's a beautiful experience. But it does, it does create some richness within us to be able to go through difficult things and then to rise and move forward from them. You know, the opposite is staying stuck, and that's not where we want to be, but actually moving forward is where we want to be on the path of growth and development. Okay, so. What qualities has it cultivated within you? So what have you learned? Like greater wisdom, maybe insight, um, uh, more compassion for other people, more, you know, maybe a deeper, deeper life experiences have, have helped you with seeing things from a different perspective. Those are some, some things that may be possibilities for you. Um, and then, what inspires you into action because of your experiences? Meaning, because of what you've been through, what 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 does that inspire you to do next? You know, how do you want to um, get involved with others or build more community because of what you've been through? A lot of times, when people go through really difficult or hard things, they're able to they're able to create a really powerful community. Here at Heart and Soul Wellness, we have a women's group that's called Embracing Your Authentic Self. We're actually going to be offering this one online as well for people who cannot attend in person. And you also can purchase like um, one time workshops for each one of the classes. But there's this, there's a lot of power that comes in community and in unity with others. Um, there's a lot of joy that can come from people who acknowledge can hear your story and hear your experiences and then, and then um, be able to uh, share those experiences with each other. Um, So as you're going through your week, there's one more thing I wanted to, I wanted to share with you and um, I actually shared this on mindful Monday, but So the word namaste, it means I honor the divinity um, that lies within you. And in order to acknowledge the divinity within other people, we have to first acknowledge it with ourselves. So it's honoring that inner light that we have within us and then honoring it within the people around us. So um, this week, pay attention to the space between us. So what this looks like is really sitting in presence with yourself, really acknowledging yourself, acknowledging um, your strengths, you know, uh, acknowledging the growth that you've made, the progress you've made over the last period of time. Maybe you've been working on something and you've noticed some progress. Now, patience with yourself because it might not be as fast as you want it to be. But as long as you're moving forward and making progress, that's really what matters. And so you can really acknowledge that with yourself. If you find, if you find yourself getting frustrated with others, with maybe being impatient or um, something like that, oftentimes it's a reflection within ourselves. And so whenever there's like frustration with others, it's always an opportunity to look deeper into ourselves and find out what what's there within us. So, um, this is by Saki Santarelli. This is just something that he wrote, a way to practice attention to the space between us. If you find some time this week sitting in the presence of a friend, family member, colleague, or patient, make a deliberate, deliberate effort in these moments of shared space to attend to your breathing, to feel the rhythm of your breath and the sensations of your body. Now, what I'm going to include is that as you're breathing, actually breathing in the word compassion or gratitude. Okay. Acknowledging like the things that you have that you are thankful for. um, And the things that you have gratitude for are going to help with increasing your compassion. Notice the quality of breath in each instance, allowing yourself to become curious about the nature of this physical inquiry. See if you can pay attention to things such as the tone of your voice, the tendency to lose or maintain a thread of a conversation, depending on what's going on in your own mind and body, as well as bodily sensations such as tightness and porousness and mind states, such as impatience, boredom, and curiosity. Notice if there is any connection between bodily sensations, mind states, and the quality of your breath. Okay, so when you go through different mind states, how are you breathing? How are you breathing when it comes to impatience or when it comes to frustration? How are you breathing when it comes to compassion? Are you taking in a deep breath when you're feeling compassionate? Allow yourself the room to observe without judgment. Interpersonal dynamics occurring as the breath moves through the cycles of inhalation and exhalation. Notice if there are times when you are no longer breathing freely and what is happening within and between the two of you these moments be gentle with yourself allowing the curiosity to be your guide okay so holding presence first for yourself and then holding presence for another person so this week even just practicing this with your kids um when they are um you know mom i need this mom i need this you know taking a minute taking a deep breath breathing with them even allowing them a moment of stillness um and, and I am all about finding tiny little pockets of time where you can practice more more stillness, more gratitude, more compassion. Um, it's in the little, it's in the small moments that we can do this, right? Like um, you're cooking dinner, take a deep breath and just notice like everything that you're smelling, uh, what you're feeling in your body. Just taking those small little times out through the day that are going to help you um, accumulate more of this compassion, because we're able to generate more compassion when we're really taking good care of ourselves and when we're nurturing ourselves. So thank you so much for being with me today. It was an honor and I look forward to seeing you next week. Thank you for listening to the heart and soul wellness podcast with your host, Sarah Carter, make sure to like, and subscribe. And if you have any thoughts about what we talked about today, leave a comment. Also, you can find us at heartandsoulwellness.org and on Facebook and Instagram. Join us again as we continue to help women heal, connect, and aspire to their true and authentic selves.